Welcome to another episode of So Mind-Boggling Journeys. I'm your host, Bettina Goolsby. I'm an actor and dreamer slash creative continuing to go after my dreams. So much of this journey is just so mind-boggling, hence the title, for either reasons of utter disappointment or the manifestation beyond what I could have ever imagined. Follow along as I check in with other creators along the way and learn what so mind-boggling things they have to say and what it's like pursuing the dream while living the in-between. Kyra, thank you so much for joining me here on So Mind-Boggling Journeys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. I am so excited. And I want to tell you how you came to me first, right? And it's just crazy how this works out, okay? So my introduction to you was from a really beautiful video that you had put together for your best friend slash sister, uh, Chia Mosley who we have had on the podcast. Uh, she conceived naturally at the age of 47 and she's been sharing her journey online and the listeners, by the time this goes live, the listeners would have seen that, um, that episode. And so it was such a beautiful story. And so we sat down and chatted. And then I wanna say um, like a couple days later, there was this video with you. And you were saying that she was your best friend and you were, you know, speaking on how close you were and your message to everyone was there is, I wrote it down, there is more life to live. Right. And you were saying wherever you are, whatever your dreams and your aspirations are that, you know, they are yours for the taking, they're there for you. And there's always more life to live. And it was such a beautiful message. And I felt like it resonated for anyone, whether it's your dream is to be a mother or, you know, to be an artist or to be whatever it is, I've, I felt like it resonated with anybody who has a dream. And it was just so beautiful in your spirit. And I, I like felt you, I was like, oh my gosh. And so I had made, I had made a note that I wanted to reach out to Chia and ask her to put me in contact with you. Cause then I went to your page and I was going through that. I was going through your artist page and then going through your hair care page. And so I had wrote a note, written a note that I was going to reach out to her and ask her to, you know, to put us in contact with each other. And before I did, she reached out oh, to no. me and was like, Hey, I think you should meet my really good friend who also happens to be an artist. And I was like, well, like that's crazy. That is so, crazy. It is. So everyone, this is Kyra and she is a singer. She's an actress. She's a writer. She is a, an entrepreneur. You have a new hair care line. Um, so thank you again for joining. I'm so honored to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Not an actor, not an actor. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure I can, but not, not an actor. <laughs> I saw a credit on IMDb. Um, I mean, I starred in my music video. That's probably, I don't know, maybe. That counts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that counts. Okay, so I'm going to ask you, because there's so much that I want to talk to you about. Um, but I'm going to, I don't know why I'm led to ask you, what would you like to talk about first? And then let's dive in. <laughs> there are so many things and everything is of equal importance in my universe. But right now, I mean, I just published a book called Hair Symphony, and uh, it's, it's kind of supports my hairline, which is Look, Don't Touch, and it's conditioner, fragrance-free, very, very um, high-quality conditioner. Mm -hmm. So when I made this conditioner, which I love, I had so much response coming back from it. So, so many people, word of mouth just like went wildfire, but I was getting requests like, 
well, how do you use it best for my hair type? Because I'm saying that it can be used for all these different hair types. So it started off as me just writing a little instructional pamphlet for hair. But as I start getting more and more responses and getting more information, like I go, I think a lot of people abandon their hair because they don't have, they don't understand it. There's a lot of misunderstanding in terms of the terminology, the words, uh, techniques, all these things just get thrown at us. Why this vitamin is good, why this is good. And we just kind of like, uh, it's too much. So I just kind of wanted to, I mean, my, my book is thorough, but I wanted just to lay out everything so people could actually say, you know what? I actually have confidence that I, I actually understand what hair is, how it grows, and how to do my hair type. Yes. Okay. And when you say that book is thorough, that book is thorough. And I feel like when you think about ebooks, you think of them as being like little short, you know, uh, books. This book is 92 pages. <laughs> you have, you detail every single hair type that's out there. You had hair types in there that I was like, oh, I didn't even know that that was a hair type. You go through all the definitions on, um, on the texture, on the, you know, how it, it how it retains or doesn't retain water, the ingredients that are great for your hair. Um, you know, there's also like self-love, you know, you know, and inspiration and in, included in this book. Um, and I love how you, I was looking at one of your videos and you were saying that when you were younger, you would have looked at someone who has your hair and you would have been like, oh my gosh, I love her hair. I wish I had her hair. Not realizing at that time that if you just knew how to take care of it and what to do with it, that you also could have that hair. And then now you do. And that people say that to you all the time, that they wish they had your hair. So true. I suffered for years from hair envy. And hair envy is probably the biggest enemy towards natural hair. Because the way your hair grows out of your head is different than my hair. And I, the more I'm trying to make my hair look like yours, I'm going to be doing putting the wrong chemicals in there. I'm going to be doing the wrong things, you know. But when you really, like, I had an epiphany. It was actually when I was in college. I had this epiphany uh i'm gonna be straight up with you i had this epiphany that 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 i didn't know that i truly thought that white was right i did not know that i had that going on in my universe and when i i saw that and then i saw how that was reflected in so many of my choices in my life i was like what are you doing girl what are you doing so that's when i went natural and, you know, growing out my hair, it looked, in my viewpoint, now I don't think it looked ridiculous, but back then, no one was growing their hair out natural. So it looked like a rat's nest. People would make fun, like jokingly call it a rat's nest, but I just persevered. That's when I was like, what works for this hair? What techniques work for, what doesn't work for this hair? And I, I really delved in. And like, it was such... It was such mental anguish. Like I remember just hoping one day that I could feel the weight, the weight of my hair touching my shoulder. Like for years, that was a goal, you know? And uh, yeah, so after I understood my hair, really after I really had that epiphany, all that crap kind of went away because I knew that when my hair was perfect the way it was. And I, I, I talk to my hair. I literally will talk to my hair. I'm in communication with my hair. I tell her that I love her. <laughs> like I do a whole bunch of self-love on this mane of mine. 
I have about four different textures all up in my hair, which is why when I was first growing it out, it looked crazy because it didn't sit right because I have all these different textures going on. And uh, now I love everything about my hair. I love my hair so much, everything about it. It is completely an expression, part of my expression, part of my 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 life force, I'll say. <laughs> ah, and I love that. I love how you said that, you know, if it comes out of your hair, or out of your head, out of your scalp, it's perfect because that's how it comes out. That's what it is. That's what you were born with. And so it's perfect as is. I love right. that. Like I'll see people with different textures of hair who I see, I can tell, well, they own, they own their hair. They own their hair. They are on social media and people are like, oh my gosh, your hair is amazing. Same, someone with the same hair texture who does not own it will sit there like being insecure about their hair and you can, you can feel it, you can see it. And beautiful hair comes from the being, knowing that they have beautiful hair. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what anything, it comes from the being who knows that they have beautiful hair. Mm-hmm. And so how did you even get on that journey? And then how did you learn how to take care of your hair? Trial and error. Like, Trial so, and error. so it was like I was in college. I was being teased. Let me tell you. So here we go. So I had friends in college who were biracial. I'm not biracial. Okay. They were biracial and they had these like, nat- they, were here, they could wear their hair natural because it was like white girl curly hair, you know, it was like a different texture. So I, before I had my full epiphany, I was like, I want my, I want it to look like I have hair like that. So I got a chemical called Wave Nouveau. Oh my gosh. I had a Wave Nouveau too. Yes, oh my girl. gosh. For like wave two Nouveau weeks, got me. It was fly for two weeks. But then it dried and it started to break. Wave Nouveau got us all. <laughs> got us all. But see, this is where I see my insanity in the whole thing. Like I got the Wave Nouveau and I'm telling people that this is my natural hair. Like that's kind of crazy. Mm. Like why would I do that? Like what level of invalidation on self is that? That I feel like that I need the need to tell people that that's my real hair texture. Right. Ooh. And thank God the industry has changed so much because there was so much of that where it's like, Mm -hmm. if you didn't have a certain texture, it was like you had bad hair, you know? And it was so, thank gosh that like after all these years, that messaging is like no longer. I mean, you kind of hear it in certain maybe, you know, certain certain arenas, you know, like, um, you know, sometimes older people will still talk in those ways. Um, but you know, for the most part, it's like, no, no, no. Like, you know, all hair is good hair, you know? Okay. And so let's just talk about your marketing. Okay. The, I was like, you could give a crash course in marketing. Okay. Because not only do you now have a separate page, you know, where you're promoting your hair care. Okay. And you're doing uh, videos. Okay. You have a song that goes along with this. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I love that. Like combining your art, both artistries of singing right. and the hair care. I so how did you song. even think to do that? Like, you're going to, I'm going to come up with a song. It's a great song. It's a bop. I really think so too. Like my heart and soul is in that song. It's called Look Don't Touch, the same song, the same title as the hair product. 
but I'm an artist. Like that is my, my passion. And, and, and the reason why I always knew I was going to do something with hair because I knew had too much information, I had too much knowledge, too much experience. Mm. And I love it when people love their hair. Like I, it gives me pleasure when someone loves their hair. So, you know, I kind of had in my, my mind, I was going to do that, but then, okay. Goya Menor, he's a really hot African uh, artist. He has that viral song that if you're on TikTok or Instagram, you know, you want to bamba, you want to chill with the big boys. So, he, okay, so I'm going to back up a little bit. I have a song mm -hmm. with Carlos Santana called Passion. Okay? Passion. Passion. Yes. That was an extraordinary experience to have that guitar legend back me up on that song. So from there, you know, this is the power of social media. Mm. Goya Menor, that song is called Amino Amapiano. When I first heard it, I was like, what is that? Like it had struck that thing in me and I'm like listening to it obsessively. So literally I go on his Instagram. I don't know Goya Menor. <laughs> I go on his Instagram and I'm saying how much the song moved me. It moves my soul. And then I'd gone to, like, when I love something, I will go to all, the, I, I download it on Spotify. I bought it on iTunes. Who buys songs? I buy songs because I like to flow power to that artist. Okay. Yes. So oh, I, I love that. Him. Flow power. Yes. Flow power. I love right. that. Mm -hmm. So I sent him this uh, on his comment on one of the comments that has like 10,000 comments. I'm saying the song moved my soul. And I bought it on iTunes. I streamed it on Spotify. And then I kind of spoke to whoever is reading this. If you're loving the song, please go support this artist. Just go buy the song, support this artist. So he read it and he pinned it to the top of his comments, okay? So from there, we just kind of started chit-chatting. Not Like he does not know I'm a musician. He knows nothing. Oh. Then he goes and checks out my page. And he learns that I have this on Carlos Santana. And so now it's like this, the, the affinity between us just gets much bigger because we're really in the same area you know, of, of music. So it, we just had this conversation start about possibly doing a remix of Passion Afro, Afrobeat style. And so it was a lot of work, but so freaking smooth working with him. Like, uh, I did the whole <laughs> remix. I did everything. I didn't have, I don't have a team. I didn't have produce. It was just me. Did the whole remix, did the whole, did everything. So you mean in terms of like production? Yes. Wow. No, I didn't know that. So you produce your own music too? I do. No, I went, once I had the, 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 the track laid, I went into an actual studio where they did all the mixing and mastering. I didn't do mm -hmm. the mixing and mastering for it, but I did produce it. I produced it. Oh I got gosh. a beat. Uh, these two, I got a beat from these two different people. I researched and found beats that I liked. I can combine those two beats into what is the song now. But besides that, everything I, I did all the music too. I did everything. That is he, amazing. And talk about manifestation. You manifested that. You made that happen. Yeah. Yep, and yep, he yep. has like he has like a he has like multi million um uh Instagram followers. So the fact that he even saw your comment 
and then took the time to like go to your page and then to reach out, you know, I mean, that's crazy. Okay. And so I saw that you um, wrote a really nice endearing note to another artist that you would like to work with in the future. Um, oh, is it again? Strawmay. Oh no, I missed that one. I saw your note to Macy Gray. Oh yeah. Yeah. She had this thing going on, which was pretty incredible where uh, she's going, going on tour and she was going to have uh, different artists submit to, uh, to, to open for her. Now I haven't heard back from that. And I think that I probably missed that deadline cause I haven't heard anything, but that is, I mean, what I like about Macy Gray so much is my music. When you're in Cairo world, it is out the box. Like I am not a straight R&B singer. I, even though I have some R&B songs, I am definitely eclectic to the T. Mm. And so Macy Gray doesn't fit in a box at all. Right. And so her non-box <laughs> and my non-box kind of fit together, you know? Yes. Oh my gosh, that is great. Okay. Well, he, us here at So Mind-Boggling Journeys, we believe in dreams, magic, and miracles. So we're going to also put some good juju out there. <laughs> I love it. Because how amazing would it be? To, I would love to get Goya Menor and Carlos Santana, all three of us on the stage doing passion. Like, ugh, that is, that's my dream. That, oh, would, that. that would be, uh, that's a dream. Not yes. my Adrian. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? Something else? You... So yeah. So mm -hmm. when so I recently last last summer twenty twenty we're in twenty twenty three last summer that was twenty twenty two I went on tour with Goya Menor in the United States like it was a club tour and I wound up I didn't stay that on the tour that long because there was a lot of things going on it didn't really mesh with with what I was trying to put out. Uh, he's amazing, but there's some other things, elements that just didn't quite jive with me. But I was thinking at that time, this is the time where I should launch my hair product because like when I perform, I'm aggressive and I'm dramatic and I, I'm known for my hair has a whole life of its own. And I'm like, Rawr! you know, like, and it's like, ah, so I was like, this is the time I'm going on tour. Let me get all my notes, all my purpose on this conditioner. Let me get it all wrapped up so I have it there. So when I go on tour, I have attention. I have eyes on me and they go, oh, she has this conditioner. That's awesome. So that's kind of what created, what the catalyst for getting the conditioner out when I got it out was that mm. tour. Mm -hmm. I, listen, like I, like listeners, like I told you, like the marketing, I was like, gosh, like I could, I could take a couple notes here on the marketing of all this, you know, because I, I saw how it was like kind of all like coming together and intertwined. And I was like, oh, that was really smart that she did that. And then she did this, you know. Um, so in terms of your music, what are you looking forward to now and to the end of the year? Like, what are you focusing on now in terms of the music? So no, so in terms of the music, like, you know, any, any artist, whether what you're a, a poet, write music, whatever, you know, on your phone, I have about like 20 active, really good songs that I have all the da 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 on that I just need to sit down <laughs> and get down. Because my album is, oh, my album's coming out this year. It might be honestly mm -hmm. early next year. So along with Santana and Passion, which was produced by Narada Michael Walden, Narada Michael Walden has 
57 number one hits, including Whitney Houston's from The Bodyguard, Aretha Franklin, George Michaels. I mean, the list goes on. So he does two of my songs, Passion and the song called, um, um, <laughs> um, Heart of Gold. Heart of Gold and Passion are Narada Michael Walden. Then the Avila Brothers, they produce... They recently just did something with Snoop Dogg and Billy Ray Cyrus. They produce Usher. They produce Mary J. I have two songs with them. Then I have a song with AP Factor. They produce Chris Brown. They produce Pink. They've done a Jay-Z. Um, anyways, all the song like, so I have, I have these, this, 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 this library of, of, of that music produced by these huge people. I'm trying to pick and choose what I'm going to have coming on this album is is kind of where I'm at right now and creating some new songs that go under what's going to fit best with this album you know part of me is like what's going to fit best with the album but part of me is like I'm eclectic so it's just going to be what I put on there <laughs> I want to tell you a quick story mm -hmm. uh, do we how, how are we with time oh we're great on time okay good so when I was in New York um uh I was asked to to perform at the showcase uh for power 106 whatever power 106 so I like to perform. Every performance is just an opportunity to practice, right? Mm -hmm. So I, and, and this, this producer named Ahmed, he's there and he's going to choose a winner. Okay. Now I am not trying, like when I literally, I'm, everyone is a rapper. Maybe there's two R&B, like straight R&B singers, but everyone's a rapper. It's like, everyone's a rapper. They all, you know, and my song is not that. Okay. So I'm just, I'm meeting people, I'm talking, I'm having a good time, and I keep going. After I perform, I stay for a little longer to support people, but I'm like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, because I'm not interested, I'm not interested in winning, I'm not trying to win, this is not my scene, right? And so I keep, keep meeting people, and I keep beginning pulled into conversations. So now finally, it's 3 a.m., and I'm tired. And I'm like, okay, they're, they're, everyone's done, I'm gonna sneak out. And this one girl's like, Kyra, just, just come up on the stage. So I'm like, fine. I feel like I don't want to go up on stage. I don't want to go up with all these art, all these 20 year old, all, all the 20 year olds up there. And I'm, I'm up there. You know, I just feel like a little silly, you know? So he says, Amadeus gets up and he starts critiquing everything in general. He's like, you know, a lot of great talent. He's seeing a lot of the same. He's like, but there was one person who stood out, who, who stood out for me. I mean, they really had y'all going. I'm like, okay, who who had everybody going? Oh, they had everybody going. He's like, I mean, you all love this girl. I'm like, oh, it's a girl. Oh, it might be her. It's probably her. And he's like, the winner of this competition is Kyra. Wow. Like, I was like this. <laughs> so as a, a, a part of the prize was I got access to his library. Mm. And it choose one of his songs, one of his beats, whatever. So I created this song called Spirit of the Phoenix, which I love. It literally, it's epic. It's huge. It's like you're on a journey and it totally needs to be in a Marvel movie. You know, it's totally like superhero, like Spirit of the Phoenix. So yeah, I'm, yeah, that's one of the things I'm trying to figure out. That's going to go on the album. That's going to go separate. Oh, Spirit of the Phoenix. I love that title. Yes. 
Um, you know, when you talk about your music and just even your hair care uh, conditioner, you have like a flow to you where it seems that like like you don't have, it's, you seem very fearless. Like you don't seem like there's like blockages or like, you know, self-doubts that pop into place or um, self-limiting beliefs. Like you seem to kind of like be full force, full speed ahead. Where and how did you cultivate and develop that? It was not always like that. I will for sure tell you that. Um, you know, um, girl, this goes so much other stuff, but I decided that um, I had been living my present and future out of who I had thought I was in the past. Mm. Okay. So like someone who needed approval, someone who, uh, it's too scared to try because scared of failure. If I don't try, then I don't fail and I'm safe. Or, you know, you know, the minute that something goes well, people attack me. So right. it's like, I don't want all that, but I would want that. that. I want to be successful, but I don't want, it's like, so there's a maybe. There's like a maybe and, oh yeah, I want that, but I don't want that, but I want, well, you know what? People are people and you need to learn how to handle people and ignore the noise because that's their universe and that's okay. Like their universe has nothing to do with me at all. Only universe that has to do with me is my own universe, okay? So I know who I am, period. I know who I'm gonna be in five years, period. And that's who I work towards. If who I am in five years is not who I am right now, but I know who I am in five years. And so everything aligns to that. Um, so I'm curious. You give uh, you give fire sign energy. Leo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, you're a strong Leo too. Yes. But you're I'm actually like, I'm Leo, a July Leo. Leo. I'm a July Leo. July Leo is a little different than August Leos from what I what I've experienced. But oh, okay. So in my mind, Leos are all just like. A lot of fire, a lot of power, a lot of strength, and just like, and just fearless, like very like right there, you know? And so, oh my goodness. What time um, are you? I'm an Aries. Very fire. Aries is fire. fire. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. I am very fiery, um, but, uh, and I'm a March Aries. And so it's funny you say that because a March Aries is very <laughs> different from an April Aries. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> very totally different. Different. Okay, so kind of in the same vein of that, when you were talking about kind of like your former self, um, I was wondering if so much of who you are now is also because you have such a varied past and varied history. I, you know, and doing a little digging, you know, a little snooping, I read, I saw that you you used to be in Hollywood and you were a story editor. Okay, let me just look at my notes. A story editor for the Jamie Foxx show, Third Watch, a writer. I mean, like a writer for like the the, the classics, <laughs> single ladies, girlfriends, my wife and kids, the PJs. Yeah, I saw yeah. that you were an assistant to Keenan Ivory Wands, you know, a low down dirty shame. Um, a PA on In Living Color. I was like, wait, like, what in the world? Like, what, what a career, what a trajectory. Yeah, yes. So <laughs> I grew up in a household where 
like I've been a music, a musician my whole life. Music's been my passion my whole life. But I grew up in a household where you get an A in band and you get an A in orchestra, but you don't be a musician. Like that was not an option. Mm-hmm. Well, neither was like, if I were to say, I want to ride television, they probably would have knowed that too. But it wasn't, I wasn't, I literally, I wasn't saying that. I uh, went out to Los Angeles after my fourth year. I, I went to University of Michigan, then went to Los Angeles for an internship at Mark Goodson Department Productions, the Price is Right Family Feud. Yeah. It was a not real internship. It was like, they didn't even know that I arrived. And, you know, it was like, pick up phones if you want. But I was in LA. I was in LA. I was staying with my cousin who was in med school at UCLA. And she doesn't know nobody, but you know, six degrees. So she knows someone who knows someone. I get a meeting with this, a general meet and greet with this woman named Deborah Langford, who was- Oh, yes. Um, I don't know her personally, but yeah, she, you know, I feel like everyone who's in media has heard of her, knows of her, yes. Wow, awesome. So she- Media uh, entertainment. enough to do a meet and greet with me. Just 20 minutes, just like, just 20 minutes. So, you know, we chat, we chat to chat. Then at the end, she says, like, I'm literally just, just getting to, just happy to have this conversation. She says, uh, do you know, in living color is hiring PAs. I don't know what a PA is. Okay. In living color is hiring three PAs. Would you like me to put your name on the, on the list? Because you can't even get set foot on a studio. You, you have to know someone to even get uh, on the interview list, you know? So... I say, uh, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's no bigger show than in Living Color at that time. So I go, I go and dress up in my little Liz Claiborne blue for PA, PA production assistant. That means they want you to get coffee, carry scripts, run, 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 okay? I come in my little Liz Claiborne crepe skirt suit with my briefcase. I've researched the company. My hair is up in a bun. I'm telling them in my interview, I'm telling them the statistics of Fox Network in comparison to the other. Okay. And they're looking at me blankly. Like, <laughs> and <laughs> they're like, thank you, Kyra. Uh, mm, this isn't really going to fit. We actually want a guy to carry boxes. <laughs> and I'm like, I can do that. I can do that. So on the bus ride home, I'm so dejected because I literally had a living color in my hand and it's like gone. By the time I get to my cousin's house, Keenan Ivory Wayans, during that bus ride, had fired an assistant. And they're like, get that girl back, get that girl back. So they're like, oh, we think that there is a position for you. So uh, I wound up being his assistant for three and a half years. And Keenan was an amazing mentor for me. Uh, I mean, he was a very difficult boss in terms of very demanding of perfectionist, but he taught me so much in that. So supportive of me. When I tell you, I tell you, you want to hear a Keenan story? Yes. Okay. Yes, we want to hear a Keenan story. Yes. Okay. So anyone who's, who, who is lis- listening who may not know that Living Color was like a sketch comedy show that where J-Lo got her start, uh, Jim Carrey, Jamie Foxx, David Allen Greer, a lot of people, okay, mm-hmm. got the start there. So Rosie Perez with Rosie the choreography. Perez. Yeah, she, she was a choreographer for the Fly Girls. So um, <clears throat> again, like very, like he took my understanding what's needed and wanted to get the correct estimation of effort. He got me understanding the correct estimation of effort to get things done to the degree 
that they need to be done for perfection. Okay. And I would mess up and he was, you know, I'd mess up and I'd be scared because I messed up, but he was always like, he saw that Kyra is really about it. Like Kyra really wants to do well and help me. Okay. Help him in his life. So, uh, I'm Keenan's assistant and, uh, when you're keen and assistant, like he has the viewpoint that there's always something to do for him. So mm-hmm. even though I get to his house at seven in the morning to let the maid in or something, there's always something to do for him. But <laughs> I'm living in a TV world and all my friends are TV writers or which were wannabe. No one's a, no one's a TV writer. Everyone wants to be. Now everybody is. But at that time, everyone wants to be a TV writer. Uh, Damon Wayne's her name. Her name was Janine. Her name is Janine. Uh, she's now a really big t- television writer, showrunner, Janine Sherman Berois, big time. Oh, yes. And so um, yeah. she was Damon's assistant. And so she was like, we should be partners. We should, we should partner up. So we did, we partnered up. And, and at this time she was an assistant too. So y'all were yes. assistants together. That's wow. Right. That's right. So we entered the Warner Brothers writing program and we got in out of like 7,000 applicants. I was like gonna say, in. yeah, it's like, hard to get into those programs. It really is, it really, really, really. It don't matter who you are, they go by, the, you have, you, the way you get in is you have to write a spec. And truthfully, you don't get in the first year that you apply and you don't get in the second year you apply, usually the third or fourth because they won't, and Janine actually had applied like a year or two before. So me coming on board with her, she kind of paid her dues, okay? Because what they're looking for is one, if you write a great spec, a spec is simply a sample script of something of a television show that is on the air. So if I write a spec Friends, let's just say, yes. I'm act as, acting as if I'm on staff at Friends and I'm writing an episode exactly how they format it. You need to do your homework. You need to know exactly how they format it, how every character sounds, how, so you're writing a script as if, you're turning it in and you work for friends. So that's what a spec is. Okay. So wow. they need to know that you can do, even if you wrote the best spec in the world, can you do it again next year? Can you do it again? Right. And they want to know if you get, if you get no, what's your, how much are you willing to push, push through and do it again, even though you got rejected? That's what they want because the Warren Brothers writing program, people will weed themselves out like that because they'll say, oh, they don't want me. I'm not going to do that. Okay. Bye-bye. Like they don't, they're like, they will, people will weed themselves out real quick. So we got in and like out of 7,000, we got 50 got interviews, 30 got into the program. And out of the 30 that got into the program, five of us got jobs and we were one of the five. Oh my gosh. And the first show was Yvette Lee Bowser. You know, Yvette Lee Bowser. She had a show yeah. called um, 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 Lush Life. This show was on for three episodes before it got canceled. And then we went right over to Jimmy Fox show. And then that's where, you know, that's where everything went on from there. Wow. And the interesting thing about Janine for the, um, for the listeners, um, Janine created uh, the Napa, the Kings of Napa. That's right. Um, she also was like a, a executive producer on Claws. Um, she did the Madam C.J. Walker uh, project. Uh, you know, she's worked on Criminal Minds. Like she's done a, she's done a lot in the business. Um, oh my goodness! Here's a little fun fact: her birthday is the day before mine. July, mm-hmm. I'm July 29th. She's July 28th. So every year we would have the epic party in Hollywood. 
everyone would come. We would, it would just be the Kyron Janine part birthday party. <laughs> oh my God. That is a fun, fun fact. Yes, this is so great. So, um, you know, before we leave, I wanted to ask you, so the podcast is called So Mind Boggling Journeys and it's called that because it is so much. There's so many, there's so many gigs out here and it's like, where's my gig, you know? So there's that, right? And then there's also, um, you know, there's moments like today. I got an email today, literally out of the blue, asking me if I was available for a, a commercial and if I could hold two dates. And I was like, wait, I didn't even submit for this. Like, what is this? Wow. Like, and I would, and that yeah. never happens. I shouldn't say never, but it, I mean, it's rare. It's like, well, that's, your, up from that's, never. Your, <laughs> that's your new norm. That's your new norm. I'm going to claim that. So that was like the good, so mind boggling, right? So for you, what would you say are two so mind boggling things that you have experienced throughout your journey, right? That's like amazing, but then also just like gut wrenching. That I want to, or that I have? Oh, um, let's say that you have, and then let's see what you say for that you want to. I mean, that I have. Mm-hmm. Like what's happened that's been like, well, I guess, oh my gosh, the way the whole passion remix came about, like, yes. that is definitely so mind boggling. That yeah. is like unbelievable, you know? Um, yes. And even the Keenan story about how they called you and they're like, actually, you know, he now needs an assistant, you know? Oh, here's one more mind boggling thing with the Keenan thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't. Okay. So, 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 okay. So Keenan says to me one day, uh, oh, so, so. He, he, again, okay, I, there's always something to do for him. So there's no writing on his time, right? So one day I'm in the kitchen, sneaking, writing my pilot, right? And he comes in, this is after three and a half years. He comes in, he's like, what are you, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm working on a pilot. He's like, let me see. So I give it to him and he goes off and reads it. And I'm like, oh my God. And he goes, you're fired. Comes back, you're fired. Okay. Now understand that this is now my family. He's like my family. Like I was actually in his wedding party as one. I was a bridesmaid in the wedding party. Okay. Oh my gosh! Wow. So he's like that was a couple years later, but that's how that's how we're family. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he says, uh, he says I really wasn't expect. I was like I thought this was going to be horrible, <laughs> and I was going to go back and just laugh, but this was actually really good, Kyra. You actually have talent, and you you need to write. You can't write. You can't do what you need to do right working for me because I'm, I'm me. I'm demanding. I have my life. So at that time he had just signed a deal with CBS. Okay. Him and Fox weren't getting along. He just signed a new deal with CBS. So he said, this is what we're going to do for the next four weeks. We're going to get together because there are certain things in this, uh, this, this pilot that this is before the Warner Bros. Right writing program. I'm not in there yet. Okay. This is before that. There's certain things that need to be in a pilot that aren't there. So uh, I'm fired for the next four weeks. We get together once a week and we get the pilot in shape. So it wound up being the first script that he submits to his CBS deal. It did not get picked up or anything, but it's the first thing that he submits. That's the big deal. So that's so everyone's like, Kyra Kyra did this, you know, it was like this buzz. And Janine and I had been writing partners for a long time on, on different movies, trying to do this or that. But she was like, let's do, that's when she called me like, let's do this for real, you know? So that's when she and I teamed up. 
that's when you wrote the script that got us into the Warner Brothers Writer Program. Oh, okay. Oh my so mm-hmm. when I first got the job, when we first got in and got our first job, so Keenan had bought his sister Kim years ago this BMW. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so he was getting her a new car. And so out of the blue, he got that BMW all shined up and he's like, Kyra, I'm so proud of how hard you work. And he gave me this freaking BMW as a thank you gift. Just on my hard work, my dedication, my persistence. And it was truly, truly appreciated. Yeah. (laughs) That would fall under so mind boggling. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. My mind boggling future. Yes. Okay. So my mind boggling future is this. Your so mind boggling future. My so mind boggling future is this. I am indoctrinated into the rock and roll hall of fame. Mm. In order to do that, you have to have 25 years. So I'm going to be in my 70s when this happened. And that's okay. 25 years of having shifted and shaped and having an influence on music. It's not just being a musician for 25 years and being famous for it or nothing. It has, your music has caused, has influenced society, has made an impact in some way. So that's Oh my it. gosh, I love that. Uh, listeners, you heard it here first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Manifest, do your thing. Manifestation, do your thing. <laughs> That's right. It's oh, going. I love it. Uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, Bettina. I'm so glad. I'm so glad we, we reached out. I'm glad it's all connected. Yes. I am just, I'm just like so inspired by you. And, but, and okay, one more thing before I let you go. One, another reason why I'm so inspired by you, right? Cause I told you about like the marketing, you know, I was like, oh, wow. She's like, this marketing is like on point, <laughs> you know, um, your relationship with Chia and how you were saying that, um, you know, there's more life to live and that message that you gave all to us. I was like, oh, like I, that really like hit me. Um, and then another thing is, um, you have such like, I feel like when you, when a, 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 the society, right, or society makes women feel like after we've, you know, achieved a certain age, then it's like, it's, it's kind of like over for us or that we can't be vivacious and still have dreams and still have like things that we are looking for. I feel like you just have this effervescence and this thought of, you don't feel like you fall into those boxes of like, oh, because I'm this, then that means this. And because I'm this, that means that. And it's like, no, it's like you literally are on your own path and on your own journey and you're not letting anything or anyone or even your self um, stop you and deter Mm -hmm. you from what it is that you ultimately want to do and who you want to be. And I just find that so empowering because I don't find that with a lot of people because I feel like society's voice and energy is just so strong that, you know, it's like you have to fight. And it doesn't seem like you're fighting to not have that, you know, heavy blanket over you. That is very true. I literally... um... I know it's there. I don't see it at all, at all. I know it's there. It's not my universe at all. 
<laughs> oh my okay so i'm gonna take a i'm a pitch let me take a screenshot and i'm gonna print this out i'm putting you on my vision board okay i love it <laughs> i need this for my vision board thank you again so much um so i'm gonna reach out to you and listeners we're gonna put a lot of information into the show notes because i want you to know where you can find kyra's music her conditioner you know, you want to stay up to speed on when the album is coming out. So we will be sure to include all of that um, and any other links and any other information you want people to see. Oh, the ebook. We definitely want to put the ebook out there. Um, so thank you again. Thank you. I cannot thank you enough. Thank you, Bettina. Thank you. <laughs> Beautiful. And I love the title of your podcast is The Perfect. Thank you. So many people are like, so what? So my, 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 like people get all, I'm not like y'all, so mind boggling. <laughs> so thank you for ready. saying that. Yes. <laughs> I'm ready. You ready? Yes, I am ready. I am okay, ready. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you for listening. This has been a So Mind Boggling production. Follow along at So Mind Boggling on Instagram and Facebook. 